To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. <laughs> thousand. Well, you know what? Do we know more about Disney parks? <laughs> I almost said, except for this week. <laughs> I know something, and then it changes thirty seconds later. So, <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. That's that. That's basically what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> right. Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. Hey y'all, I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. All right, so last week was it. We had huge breaking news crashing upon us, uh, kind of in wave after wave after wave because it felt like it didn't stop. It was it was insane. Um, started with Walt well, Disney World came out with their opening date and their general opening plan with a lot of TBD (laughs) added on, okay? Um, So what did we learn about um, all of this from the Orange County Task Force video? Jane and I were watching it live. I'm not sure if you were, Teresa. You might have been actually working. Yes. Um, No, I I (laughs) tried to catch, like, I couldn't watch it, but I tried to, you know, get those little news bits where I could. But yeah, it just yeah. it seems there's some news and then lots more clarification came later. So I'm kind of glad that I, I waited and t- sort of towards the end to take everything in. Yeah. I mean, one big thing we learned uh, over the last couple of weeks of watching this is that nobody wants to wear masks. We got it. I think the task force got it. <laughs> like everybody's got it. We know how you feel about the mask. But I, it made me laugh every time um, I've watched these for the last couple of weeks. And they always they always read like letters to the task force, which I think is really commendable. And it, and it is appreciated to those that took the time to sit down and write them. But um, there was definitely a trend there. And it was all about the masks. But anyway, what else did we learn besides this? Teresa, go ahead and give us a little description of what we know. So obviously, if you haven't heard by now, the big important thing everybody wants to hear were the dates. Um, so we have, there's technically two opening dates that are important. July 11th is going to be the opening for Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom theme parks. And then July 15th for Disney's Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Uh, they did say that they're going to have some some previews leading up to that, but we don't no details on that yet. Um, as Patty mentioned, masks are required for I believe it's two and over, and they're also going to have um, they referenced something called later on called like a mask relaxation zone, uh, which means that there could be some designated areas of the parks if you need to take it off for a few minutes. I don't again no details on that yet, uh, but everything else that they uh, announced kind of falls under five different categories. And so those were enhanced protective measures, physical distancing, enhanced cleaning and sanitation, temperature and health screenings, and limited contact enhancements. And so a lot of that falls under, you know, reducing the capacity of the theme parks, restaurants, retail, uh, transportation, etc. Um, so they can allow to increase the physical distancing. There are not going to be any meet and greets, character dining, um, also probably no buffets because that is a lot of character dining, um, no parades, no fireworks, and I think the the big news was a reservation will be required to enter the parks. 
I mean, that's a lot to unpack and, and a lot to consider. And a lot of people, when they saw all of this, they were like, nope, nope, nope. And they were just noping on out of any of their vacation plans. Uh, Jane, what did we also hear about resorts? So um, with resorts, right now it is June 22nd is the opening for DVC Resorts and Fort Wilderness. Um, with the exception of Vero Beach and Hilton Head, which are opening June 15th. So that's a lot of resorts not opening up. Correct. Time. Uh, as of this time, that's that's kind of, I think, a kind of a telling thing that, that we all need to consider here. And we need to uh, really look at what this means. While we don't have any background knowledge or, or insider knowledge or, or anything like that, Jane and I have talked about this and Teresa and I have talked about this. And I feel like we're all kind of on the same uh, same page here that Disney loves us and Disney loves you. But right now, I'm not so sure they want, I don't, I'm not so sure they want us all there. <laughs> I exactly. Think I think they're kind of saying, guys, it's okay to slow your roll. Like you'll come back. We know you'll come back. We want you to come back when, when, when we're ready to give you what it is you expect from us, right? Because as Teresa went through that whole list of what's not going to be available, that's a big list. Uh, and 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 you know, you know, Disney prides themselves on having you as their guest and treating you really well and giving you an experience and giving you a show. And so I kind of read those resort situation that they're not in a rush to fill these hotel rooms immediately. I think part of it too, they've, um, I know there's been discussions with some of the major sports leagues about they might be able to continue their season. I think NBA is in particular um, at the wide world of sports, which means that some of those resort hotels are going to be set aside for players and people affiliated with the teams. So they're obviously not going to use DVC for that. So I think they can easily say, you know, DVC will be open and available, but until they kind of determine what other hotels need to be blocked off for those groups, they, they can't really announce anything about these are the resorts that will be opening on this date. If you have a reservation somewhere else, you'll be given opportunities to move it. So I think that's they, they have some other logistical things with other groups before they can even get into regular guests. I mean, Patty and I had kind of um, talked through some of the numbers. And the reality is for them to open all of the resorts and if they filled them, you know, even obviously we know that they're not going to fill all the resorts to 100% capacity. But if they even filled those resorts, I think when I looked, it was like, even if you filled them at 50% capacity, that's more than the parks will currently be able to hold at their reduced capacity. So what you don't want to happen, right, is for people to book a big vacation, come down, and then they're not able to get into a park, right? So there will be people that will choose to do that, and that's completely okay. But I think this is sort of Disney's way of, like, mitigating that. Um, and unfortunately, there are some contractual things with DVC. Um, I'm a member and, you know, with our points and how things work, they kind of had to get us open as quickly as possible or else it was going to be likely a bigger issue. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely see, I see that playing in and factoring in uh, to this particular setup and this particular concern. Uh, and it, and it, like we said, it just, it just kind of makes sense. Um, if you're not a DVC member, it may not make sense to you, but if you are, and you know how your contracts are set up and how those things works, uh, then you know, you know, why it, 
looks this way, why they are structuring it where the DVC resorts are going to open up first. Um, I am excited, however, that the fort is going to be open, that Fort Wilderness is going to be open. I think that also makes sense because if you're going to social distance anywhere, guys, it's the cabins and the campsites. I mean, that's a great way to still get your vacation in a social distance environment. And uh, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see that that's going to be one of the opening, that that opens up first. And, and the, the campsites are usually packed, uh, meaning that it's hard to get reservations there by packed. I, that's what I mean by it is, is it's just a very, very popular um, option, especially during the summer months when people have a lot of time and they want to take their RVs and go out on the road and such like that. So I will be curious and fascinated to find out how that opening on June 22nd, if that date still holds, how it how it turns out. One, especially because I think one thing we didn't mention yet is that you cannot currently make any vacation plans. You cannot make any reservations. You can't buy tickets. So with the June 22nd opening date, for that, I guess I'll say if you're DVC, you can still, right, Jane? If you're DVC, you can still make plans post June 22nd. So you can, and myself and uh, another friend of mine who's a DVC member, we kind of keep tinkering in the system because I, I I moved a reservation and we're trying to pick up some other reservations and figure out how we're basically going to use our points. And there looks like there's some rooms being pulled on the DVC side as well. <laughs> so, you know, there we went from having major availability to having no availability. And then the next day you'll get like some availability that you are able to go in and book rooms if you are DVC. And to be honest, it'll let you book June 6th or something. As an hour ago, my friend texted me. She's like, it's letting me book June 6th out at Vero. Well, it's not even open June 6th. So there's going to be quirks in this system where it shows you things that aren't necessarily reality. Yeah. And on that note, uh, as I mentioned before, I am a travel agent and guys, it's banana pants right now for us on our end. Um, so if you have a favorite travel agent that you are currently working with or just one that you want to reach out and give a little virtual hug to, that would be nice. Uh, while there are a lot bigger things in the world going on besides Disney, and please, please, please know we are none, none of us are, are ignoring any of that. In fact, I think you can go to any of our social media channels and probably see some of that. But do know that when it comes to a TA perspective, we don't have a lot of uh, information either. Essentially, what is being released publicly, we sometimes get a few minutes before you get. And uh, that's that's it. That's the leeway that they give us on those heads up. So I've had a lot of people say, oh, well, what does this mean about wine and dine? What does this mean about marathon weekend? What's happening? Are those races still happening? And my answer is yes. I mean, as, as far as I know, and as far as any indication that Disney has given us, that is the answer is, is that yes, your reservation is still solid and your uh, booking and your bibs are still taken care of. The caveat there is the big news that came out, and that was that advanced dining reservations and fast passes, guys, it's a whole new world. We are about to enter into unknown territory, and that came as this crazy, um, I think it was, was it Friday night? It was like a Friday night news drop. Uh, first, the travel agents got wind of it, and then about 30 minutes later, they officially put this out on the Disney uh Parks blog for all to see and to, to get the, the information on. And what is 
basically come down with that is Disney has decided to revamp the entire system. And we think, again, it's in in part due to COVID and what's going on and the changes that they have to make in order to open their parks. They are going to affect how fast passes work, how you stand in lines, how long you stand in lines, and uh, where you eat and how how many people can eat in a restaurant, right? I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Plus, they because we're, we don't know exactly what this reservation system will look like in terms of making a reservation to get into the park that day, I think if they want to kind of clear things out so that way if you... If you don't have a reservation, you're not going to be able to hold on to a fast pass or hold on to dining. Well, they did say, um, and I think it was on the Parks blog announcement, that in order to make a dining reservation, you will have to have a park reservation first. Right. So exactly. It does open it up where you can't say, oh, but I have Cinderella Castle reservations, but I didn't get into Magic Kingdom. So how are we going to make that work? No, you had to have to get the Magic Kingdom reservation, I guess, first. And then after that, um, you'll be able to get dining reservations as of today, because, again, everything could blow up six seconds after we record this. <laughs> uh, and that's a fact. Yeah. So so that's also something I, we didn't really hit on that just yet, right? About the reservation system. What they are requiring because they have reduced capacity is that there will be a reservation system for the parks. So you will have to go um, and say, make a reservation to attend Magic Kingdom or make a reservation to go to Epcot on a particular day. And, you know, what this is going to do for park hopping, who knows, who knows, like, how many or nobody knows what the only thing we know right now is that they said resort guests will get a priority into the advanced reservation system. And then I believe it was annual pass after that. Yes. I think the priority might have been if you had an existing reservation, um, again, because they, they talk about you can't make any reservations at the moment. But I think they said if you have an existing resort reservation right now, then you'll get first opportunity to, you know, I guess, find ways to keep that vacation or to adjust it since you'd already paid some money in order to be able to go. Um, I don't know if they said in terms of annual pass holders, I don't know if they said when that opportunity will open um but you would imagine that it would be around the same time yeah my my impression again guys we are just going off of our impressions because it hasn't it hasn't been officially put into play yet so we don't know exactly how this is going to work but my impression is if you already have a reservation if you have already booked a hotel reservation with tickets or have a booked a hotel reservation and you're an annual pass holder i think that that's where my disney experience is going to tie together and kind of show Disney on the back end that you have not only you've met both requirements that you have tickets and that you have a hotel reservation. I think if, if those two things are, if those two conditions are met, you're going to be in the first group of uh, folks that get to try out this reservation system. We don't yet know yet know what that's going to be. Is it going to be say a la run Disney or the DVC um, Moonlight Magic events where they send you a link and tell you at 10 o'clock you can log in and and get your dates? Or is it going to be more uh, is it going to be more like on, on uh, my Disney experience where they're just like 
Mrs. Holiday, you have tickets. You have a reservation. Please go in and pick the dates that you'd like. Am I just going to be able to do it that way? Or is it going to be like this, a whole separate setup? We don't know yet. We, we don't know what it looks like yet. So I don't know if it's going to be treated like fast pass type sitch or if it's going to be treated more like a run Disney race registration situation. Like there's two different ways this could be set up, I think. But regardless, uh, the first the first opportunity is going to be for folks that have both tickets and a hotel reservation. And then from there, if you have tickets, meaning you have standalone purchase tickets, but maybe you're staying offsite, or if you're an annual pass holder, those are going to be the next group of folks that they are going to address and adjust as far as making your reservation to come to Walt Disney World. Um, at least at this time, that's the that's the information that we have. As far as your other resort reservations that you have much farther out, like if we're talking, say, November, uh, December, I think those folks, my best advice is to be patient. Don't stress about what's going on there. Um, the good news is you you really don't have to stress about anything right now. You don't have to worry about what your fast passes are going to look like or what your dining reservations are going to look like because they're not allowing anybody to make any of those things right now. <laughs> Like I said, I think they're they're postponing like FastPass at least initially in the interim is not going to happen because they're going to use that queue area to help space things out more for people who are in the park. And I think dining, they said it was 60 days, like 60 days out is when you can start to book dining. So especially if you have a vacation that is, you know, more than two months away supposed to happen, everybody else, you know, you, you still have, it's a shorter time frame, but you'll still be able to kind of think about what that might look like. Nobody's going to, by the time it gets to you, you don't have to worry about, oh, everything's going to be gone. Right. So, so what Disney did is they went in and they, they're clean slating everything. They wiped out everybody's fast passes and everybody's advanced dining reservations. That way they can do a more controlled restart when their process is up and ready to go. So what we do know is, as Teresa just mentioned, is that there's instead of 180 days out for your dining, you're going to have a 60-day window for dining. That's more like what Disney, uh, well, D- uh, Disneyland does, uh, which personally I like a little bit better because think about it. Like you're deciding what to eat six months in advance. That's so crazy, guys. <laughs> so crazy. So it's kind of nice that at least closer towards, um, you, you know, you'll be making your choices at, at much closer in time. I also feel like in this time of of COVID and craziness and how everything is changing rapidly, this will also allow them to determine what their seating can look like closer to your actual showing up. So say right now they're looking at what they can seat people with um, at Ohana and they're only going to be able to seat 25%. If your 180-day window opened up now – at 25%, that's all, you know, those are that's all the availability they would have. But say six months down the road, we're we're better off or they're able to add more tables into the the, the process here. You could be looking at a 50% or 75% fill instead of the 25% fill, right? So I just feel like it's if we just give the system some time to work its way out and we all learn this new system together. That's also the good thing is that nobody's ahead of anybody on this. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody's jumped the line. We are all quite literally learning as Disney teaches us and as they learn themselves as my guess on the back end, as they figure things out, we're going to get that information and then we're going to be able to, to spread it out to everybody else. 
this would be also another really great time to make sure to share like this podcast with your friends and family who are interested or planning on doing Disney in the next year or so, or to have them reach out to a travel agent and get on an email list or join our Facebook group because we'll have discussions about this constantly. Facebook group is No Guilt Disney. Come join us. Join the conversation because I think that's how you're you're going to have to like re-educate yourself as Disney changes uh, the way they do things. And I personally don't feel like this is a bad thing. I'm, I'm excited about this, like pressing the reset button and starting all over. I think there can be a lot of a lot of opportunity to fix some of the things we didn't like in the old system and maybe make it even better going around in this new system. So I, I'm looking at this from a very positive uh, point of view, even though Friday night I was like, what are they doing? And I was kind of losing my mind. But now that I've had a little bit of time to sit with it, um, I'm cool. I'm cool. Let's do this, Disney. Whatever you got, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think we're we're looking at a time that um, many of us are not used to, and with low crowds, I think a lot of I think a lot is just going to change in our vacations, and um, you know we just need to kind of roll with it, like you said. You know, I I think there's a lot of upside to the changes, whether they're long term. Who knows? Um, but I definitely think it's going to be different, but it could be fun. I agree with both of you. Uh, and I think, like I said, I, I appreciate that Disney is approaching it this way and kind of switching to, you know, we've talked before, Walt Disney World especially has been a big family vacation destination and they've emphasized so much about plan ahead of time. You know, make sure you have all these things booked so you're when you get there, you don't have to worry about planning. Everything is set for you. Um, and I think it's smart that they've kind of, decided to say, we're just going to put a giant pause on that. And because even with the news that's coming out, you know, situations are changing every day, the restrictions that they need are changing, or the, you know, operations may have to be adjusted. I appreciate that they're saying, we're going to look at these short-term windows. And so that way, as, as things need to be restricted more, or as they can be relaxed, we can then plan around it then. So that way, after they've, they've kind of done this reset now, they don't need to continue doing that moving on. They can Kind of treat everybody like every every other month they can kind of they reassess and if we need to make any other big changes we can do that by minimizing the impact to our guests yeah i i think i think it's smart i just i think i think disney is doing a lot of smart moves uh with all of this um craziness that is 2020 and what this uh, pandemic has brought to all of us and i appreciate that they are doing that at the same time I also appreciate and completely understand for those of us who love the planning aspect and put in so much work on getting the perfect dining reservations or getting up early in order to grab that elusive fast pass only to have it yanked out from underneath you. Dude, I get it. There's there's a grieving process and it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. And I understand. Um, I understand because I do that for a living, I, I plan and I set things up for folks and to see work literally just like wiped away right, right before my eyes. Um, it, you know, it, there, there was some sadness there, but as I said, I also feel like maybe at the end, maybe as we work our way through this and as we learn to, uh, make some pivots and make some changes, ultimately, in Disney, I trust, you know, I, they, they come up with some really great innovations and I'm excited to see 
where this leads us to and what they might come out with. That being said, I also admit as much as I like to embrace change, I will fight change at first. And I will probably be the first person to gripe and complain about something until I jump in with both feet and just say, okay, fine. It is what it is. I have to learn to adapt and 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 roll with it. So if you see me moaning and groaning or hear me moaning and groaning about whatever these future changes are that are coming, don't be surprised uh, because I probably will. I'll admit it. I think uh, Jane is usually better about like seeing the the, the business side or the reasons why uh, we might be seeing changes or, or things that come out. And she helps me kind of take that into account and go, okay, all right, I see that. Because, yeah, I mean, sometimes I don't like it when they tell me no. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, <that's... laughs> it, it, it helps to be dead inside. <laughs> well, yes. And I didn't want to say that about you, Jane, but, um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you're, you're just good at like taking the emotion out of it and saying, no, this is why they're doing it. Think of it this way. And that helps. So guys stick with Jane or find you a Jane, find you someone who can ground you when you need it. (laughs) So you're not running on pure emotion. (laughs) Or don't, if you, if you want somebody to hug and cuddle you and tell you that, you know, no, I'm definitely not your person, but if you would like (laughs) logic and reason, I've got you covered. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, Teresa, with all of this news coming out, when when do you think you're going back to the parks? Well, if I am able to get a spot in the pass holder preview for, uh, you know, they've announced a few days more, I'm I'm going to attempt. But part of with that, I don't know, because they haven't really announced when resorts may open up. So in theory, I could, you know, get a spot a few days early as a pass holder, but they won't have a any resorts open. So I don't know how that would work. So I'm going to attempt it and see what it looks like. If I don't get that, they haven't, even though they've told me, you know, my June, my June um, resort days are going to be canceled, uh, but I still have that reservation. So my hope is that as long as I don't cancel that yet, I will be in one of the first groups to be able to pick a new reservation date, or even because I had my March trip that got canceled. If they have a record of that somehow, you know, be able to plan some time out. So that that point, I'm going to try. It just depends on, you know, like what the reservation system looks like when I'm able to go. I'm fine if I don't get into the park every day when that happens, if I'm only able to get, you know, get into Epcot one day, get into Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom on another. That's fine with me. I don't need to be in the parks every day or even for the full day. Um, but I'm, I'm going to try. And then as soon as it all lines up together, that's when I will be there. All right. And Jane, what about you? What's your plan? Um, we have a reservation July 3rd to the 5th, um, that we're trying to see what's happening there. Uh, we'd like to hold it even though the parks aren't open. Um, we just to get out of the house and see how it's going. And then, uh, when the parks do open, I originally had a reservation for the 11th to was it the oh no the 10th to the 12th but um due to that only being magic kingdom and animal kingdom open i actually moved it to the following weekend so now i will be there july 17th to 19th when all parks are open all right all right and since you have a reservation and you have tickets you should be on that list of uh some of the first folks 
to make your reservations. So that's good. Okay. Well, we were not going to do a big family trip this summer. And then my husband kind of pointed out that it would be really amazing and awesome if we could go. And if we could go right when Disney opened, it would be even more amazing and awesome because in our heads, the way we're thinking is, yes, there's a lot of stuff not that we're not going to be able to do, but we're also going to be there with very low crowds. We're going to be there in pristine parks and pristine resorts. I mean, everything is going to be scrubbed from top to bottom and nobody has been in them for, for weeks, for months, right? So in our head, it seemed like it's actually kind of a, if you're going to go on vacation, if you're going to leave your house, if you're going to go do something and Disney is your destination, this would be an okay thing to do in a pandemic. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody else, but because of of how much cleaning and how much effort is going to be in those early days, we felt like uh, if you're going to go, maybe you should go early or wait until a year and a half later, right? See, this was the logic that convinced me to go because you know, <laughs> even at Google, I was like, there's not a chance. I'm not going. Stay out of those parks. You don't want to be anywhere near them. And your logic right here was what convinced me to go because you're right. It's like, no one will be there. They will. Yeah. It's going to be everything. It's exactly. I mean, it's if there's a way to clean with pixie dust, you know, it's going to happen. Right. And yes. I just felt like um, for sure after watching how they opened Disneyland Shanghai, that also helped me understand visually like where they would you know have people standing right or how we would walk through the parks and i have no idea what the true numbers at walt disney world will look like compared to shanghai because there are some differences uh in culture there's differences in uh the government there versus ours i mean there's a lot of things that factor into that but if it is as reported, um, I, I believe one of the Disney vice presidents, managers, presidents, I can't remember who he was, and I can't even pull up that. Uh, I'm like Googling on my phone real quick, but I can't find it. That at one point, this was at least a month ago, he had said something along the lines of, when we open Walt Disney World, it'll be at a 20 to 30% capacity limit. And guys, as a Disney dork, that's like a dream. <laughs> that's like having the park empty to myself, you know? Um, so the fact that I would be able to, I feel like even in those parks, there would be some social distancing going on. It's mostly outdoors. Yes, it's going to be hot. Yes, we're all going to be required to wear masks. No, we're not going to get fireworks. No, we're not going to get parades. But it kind of, for my family and what our interests are, it, it balanced out to where we thought, we should go ahead and book a vacation. So we had actually booked a vacation for checking in on July 10th and checking out on the 17th. So as it turns out, we are going to be there and we have tickets. Um, we're going to be there on the dates of, of official opening uh, for all four of the parks. Now, it remains to be seen, you know, if we're going to actually get into each park or how that's going to look or if we're only going to be able to go to, I don't know, Magic Kingdom once and say Hollywood Studios once and that's it because we can't get into the other two parks for some reason. I mean, I, I don't know how this is going to look, but uh, we do have plans. That is our expectation at this time. Uh, also, strangely enough, we had chosen to stay at the Wilderness Cabins, which is 
the one non-TVC resort that's officially announced as going to be open. And again, that was in my head. It was a very thoughtful process. It was a, it's a standalone structure. We have our own air conditioning unit. We're not sharing like recirculated air with other families. Like all of those things went into my thinking because I am taking this pandemic, you know, seriously. Yeah, that's that's what our plan is. Is unless something changes, either with work or with um, just circumstances, or if Disney comes out with more information, or if it turns out that even despite having both tickets and a resort reservation, we we're not going to be able to get into the parks because we missed the cutout in some way. I, I'm not going to go down if I can't get into a park. So I'm also hopeful that that information will obviously come out before we start driving down there. (laughs) But essentially what Patty is also saying is if you're someone who's feeling a little antsy about how this new process might work and you want somebody with a little bit more intuition about Disney planning to guide you, she clearly has it. She's had a good idea of like what to go where and when. So (laughs) give her a call and just let her, you know, she, she can give you some good advice if you are if you're uncertain about this planning process. Yes, um, I, I I think about these things a lot. <laughs> I've put a lot of thought into it, and in fact, uh, when this episode drops, I will hopefully be standing at the middle of Diagon Alley <laughs> when that happens. Um, along the same lines, it's the same. I have the same um, conviction about Universal. I am going down there. I'm going to stay at one of their on-site resorts. I'm going to be able to get in on uh, the third and the fourth before the general public. Again, in my head, it was low crowds, low crowds, low crowds. Nobody's been in these resorts. My room is going to be have been empty for months. Like I'm not, you know, worried about. I'm mitigating as much of the pandemic as I can, but yet I still feel, uh, as somebody who sells these resorts, that you guys need to know from boots on the ground, from a real person's perspective, what you can expect. And and we can talk about it from a, this is what my experiences was. This is what I saw. And that way I can guide you and help you decide if this is right for your family. It's not right for everybody's family. It is, it's not going to be the vacation that a lot of you hoped for or planned on or expected or wanted. And I just want to be able to give you that actual real life feedback. So I'm going to be at Universal uh, I will obviously report back on that. Maybe we'll sneak that into next week's No Guilt Disney slash Universal podcast. <laughs> and, uh, or maybe I'll just, I'll throw it over on No Guilt Fangirl. You guys can come listen to it over there. But um, anyway, we will, we'll, we'll definitely give you a little bit of feedback on, on Universal as well uh, for anyone that's interested. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what we got. That's what we know at this point. It's a lot and it's not a lot all in the same discussion. I think that sums it up. And it's going to change every five minutes. <laughs> and it's going to change every five minutes. Correct. I'm actually Correct. waiting for my phone to buzz and be like, just kidding. <laughs> Here's a new update. <laughs> I know. Well, that was funny because in one of the t- travel agent groups that I'm in, somebody said something about with that new post, I just wanted to throw my laptop off the window. We're all like, wait, what? What are you talking about? What's going on? Anyway, she, she wasn't even talking about a post in our, like apparently I think she just posted in the wrong group. I don't think she was even talking about, but we all kind of lost our minds. Like what is Disney doing now? Um, we do expect to get some more information over the next couple of days, weeks 
of course, we'll update you guys with what we know. And in that fa- uh, Facebook group, we will actually have all of this discussion, um, as well as once upon a time, there will be a blog post kind of wrapping all this information up as well that you guys can refer to if you ever need to go to that. And that's on noguiltdisney.com. All right. Anything else, ladies? Yes. I do want to add just a quick note um, from the pass holder perspective. This is um, especially if you, if you had an annual pass that has expired at some point during the closure. I know people prior to um, them announcing reopening and pass holder previews, uh, somebody had, they had a trip planned and it got pushed back. And because their annual pass was expired from when it got pushed back, but it would have, if with the extension would have been active later, um, they they were able to call Disney and be like, FYI, this is my situation. And Disney was able to temporarily reactivate their annual pass. So that way they could like make fast passes and do other things. Um, so I just want to say, if you are in that situation where your annual pass is expired during the closure and you want to hopefully be on the list to get the emails or communications about pass holder previews, uh, I would say send an email or contact somebody at the pass holder services and they will hopefully make sure that that your account is, you'll be able to receive that information. Yeah, that's definitely a good tip. Contact the annual pass holder line and see if they can straighten you out in case you're interested in any of these previews. Like, I can't wait to see if Teresa goes. Fingers crossed. And like I said, <laughs> if I don't, I'm not, I'm not stressed out about it um, because I know it's going to be, there's a lot of people who are interested and it's, especially in terms of timing, People who live there, they can, if they can't get in, you know, two or three days simultaneously, if they can only manage to get it like one of the days, that makes more sense for them to go and for me to wait until a later time. I'm just, I'm just anxious to be there. So I'm going to try. If I don't get it, I will, I'll go later. It will all be fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So if you have any suggestions for what you'd like to hear on the podcast, be sure to join us in the Facebook group, No Guilt Disney. Or you can send us an email at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And make sure you keep joining us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl Disney alone. Bye, y'all.